Welcome to today's Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that were just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm really looking forward to sharing today's guests with you all. With over 10 years of experience supporting and coaching women from all over the world, Tashina King understands just how vital it is to look at the whole woman when it comes to the goals and desires each woman has. It is crucial to nurture and transform the foundation upon which those goals and desires are rooted in so that they may be reached with ease, confidence, and joy. Tashina understands the demands of being a woman. She's an internationally recognized top instructor, entrepreneur since 2008, has toured over 13 countries as a coach and professional dancer while being married and having a three-year-old son, and she's currently seven and a half months pregnant with her second son. Through her tours and coaching practice, she has coached over 8,000 individuals throughout the world on self-worth, confidence, and taking ownership of their life. With all that being said, I am so thrilled to have you on. So, Tashina, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thanks so much, Dory. I'm really excited to be here, too. I love having you. And you know what? As somebody who performed professionally, and one of the things I did for myself during COVID was getting my coaching certifications. I love that this is what you're doing. I'm going to be taking my own notes on this. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Take us a little bit on your journey that led you to do what you're doing now. Um, Okay. So starting at the very beginning, my mom would say I came out dancing. And when I was very young, I asked my mom to put me into dance classes. It was something I felt really called to do ever since I can have conscious memory, basically. And I was at a studio for about 10 years. And then when my parents divorced because of household splitting and things like that, I had to leave that studio. And from there, I went after high school into a performing arts company and then went into a form of partner dancing. And it was in uh, the performing arts company that I felt like I could do more. I felt like I could be more. I felt like I had more to achieve in the realm of that performing arts spectrum, but I never felt like I was really able to break through the glass ceiling or the glass wall. I felt like I could see what was available to me on the other side of that, but I just couldn't seem to experience it firsthand. And it was in that performing arts company that we were traveling. I was working at two different tours in Europe, and each tour was three months long. We were on the road. Every three days, we were in a new town and new city, and that's really where I fell in love with teaching and connecting with people and using dance as a doorway to 
talk about self-worth and confidence. And when we were, it was at-risk youth that we were predominantly working with, um, movement became this really powerful method and doorway into having those conversations. So that's where I really fell in love with the teaching aspect and going beyond just a dance move or just a song that we were teaching them. It was really more than just that. And after that chapter of my life concluded, I then went on to uh, being a part of a partner dance scene called West Coast Swing. And again, it was the same experience where I felt like there was so much more that I could achieve. And at that point in my life, I had moved for a second time from Colorado to California to pursue this dream of dancing. And yet again, I felt like I had so much more in me, so much more capability in me. But again, I couldn't reach those goals. And I had invested everything I had into moving to California again in training and coaching and spending money to travel to compete. And I just couldn't break through. And it was literally a childhood, a sole dream of mine to dance professionally. And West Coast Swing was how I saw that being a a lifelong career. And I was really ready to walk away from all of it. And previous to that, the words of quitting or the concept of giving up or walking away were never in my vocabulary whatsoever. So for me to get to the point of being ready to walk away just because of the constant defeat really caught my attention. And so it was at that time that I had some conversations with my mom who was doing clinical hypnotherapy at the time, as well as another method of working with the subconscious mind that she and I started to kind of unpack everything, like what was happening internally that may be contributing to these consistent outward challenges that I was experiencing. And after we had some conversation, it was like a firework went off in front of me and in my awareness that there was a conversation that took place with that studio owner when I was about 12 years old, when we told her my parents were divorcing and I would no longer be able to attend her studio, where she basically wagged her finger at me after my parents had left the conversation and told me I would never amount to anything as a dancer. And at 12 years old or 12 and a half, yes, it hurt in the moment, it stung, But then I kind of went on about my life and I didn't think anything of it. But little did I know that I had taken those words into the depth of my my soul, (laughs) the depth of my being as a truth. And after some reflection, it was like, well, she was my mentor, my coach. I'd been with her for 10 years. She had a dance studio. She was successful. So she must know what she's talking about. So at 12 years old, I let that seep into my, my psyche, into my, my heart, and literally things through high school, then through, again, the performing arts company, then into the realm of West Coast Swing, where I was training to be this professional uh, international instructor, coach, and judge, resulted in a reality that reflected that belief that I would really never amount to anything as a dancer. And it really just became like this black and white aha of this is what I had to change. This is what I needed to to do to make a difference. And I I had nothing else to lose at that point. I was already 
ready to walk away from my childhood dream. So I I said, okay, mom, like I'm open to exploring what you have to share. And the clinical hypnotherapy really wasn't something I connected with. I know it's very effective for some, but it was the other form of work that she was, was and actually still is doing that um, really connected and made a huge difference. And so what we started to do is she would facilitate some processes with me where we were changing my internal belief structure, my internal beliefs about myself, my self-worth, my self-value that I did deserve and was worthy of having a successful dance career. And not only was it a dance career, but it was having my own business and my being my own entrepreneur. And what did it look like to put a price onto the skill sets that I brought to a dance event or to a judging uh, opportunity at an event? You know, so there were so many aspects, but really it all started with changing the belief that I was worthy of becoming a successful dance professional. And Literally, without changing anything else, I still showed up to my practices. I still still did all the outward work of practice and performing and traveling. Um, But within about two to three months of working with my mindset, my internal beliefs about myself, I finally started to make finals competitively, which is what I needed to do to earn my way up through the ranks, if you will. And then three years to my first event, it was totally a full circle experience. I made finals in the top competitive level and placed fourth at that event. And once I firsthand experienced the power of working with my inner dialogue, those innermost thoughts that creep into your mind throughout the day, Once I really started to work with those and change what that inner dialogue was, everything outwardly shifted, like everything. And so that really is what led me to grasp how powerful our beliefs are, how powerful the self-talk is that we tell ourselves day in and day out, moment after moment. And so that really has led me to where I am now in my coaching. That was the the catalyst to it all. Unbelievable. You know, words hit harder than a fist. They really, truly do because a bruise heals. Those words, what that teacher did as an educator, that's something that just absolutely breaks my heart to ever say to a child, especially a child, a 12-year-old, that you will never amount to anything as a dancer. Oh my gosh. And it's true. That inner dialogue. I'm a very positive person. My brothers still call me Mary Poppins. It's just who I am. But I talk about it all the time. I post about it all the time. I put up a post not too long ago. And if you know, it is scientifically proven. If you speak kindly to a plant, Mm -hmm. it will grow better. Imagine what happens when you speak that way to yourself. When you use those words, you know, my grandson's going to be, you know, he's four years old. I was a bad boy. Well, what thing did you do that makes you think that you are a bad boy? And we'll talk about what he did. Those are actions. That's not being a bad boy. That's doing something. It's an amazing thing to me because people really don't realize the words that you say. Again, like with my grandson, it's what you did, it's a bad choice that you might have made or not a good choice, but that good boy, bad boy, 
bad girl thing, parents yeah. don't even realize it. Because they don't. They don't realize how it sets up that thing inside you. Foundation. That, exactly. That inner dialogue. You know, I'll find myself, I do a lot of long distance driving. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, something will pop into my head, some negative. I'll get on the. I literally stop myself. Yep. Like, that is not anything I need to even be talking to myself about. So mm-hmm. let's shift the conversation and I'll start thinking about something else because it's amazing how you drag yourself down into it. And it does. I mean, you know, with you finding out that importance of your inner dialogue, how has that impacted your business and your journey as a mom? Massively. I mean, it's impacted every possible imaginable aspect of it. The key that I turned to unlocking that understanding really makes me be accountable to myself and accountable to the life that I want to have to ensure that I have an inner dialogue that supports the type of life and family that I want to invest in and and experience. So, you know, when it comes to a business for those of you who are moms listening that that have your own business, you know, looking at beliefs about what it means, what do you believe about your ability to succeed as a woman? Your your money mindset, that's a term, you know, that's used quite frequently um, with other coaches. But truly, what are your beliefs about money? And if you think back to your own experiences, how did your parents talk about money? What was the approach to money as you were growing up from your culture, society, religion? You know, even things like movies, oftentimes – Like if we think about children's movies, the villain is the one who has the money, you know, so we get quite literally programmed at a very early age to have beliefs about everything that we encounter in life. You know, so if there's an area in your business, let's say that you feel you're really struggling with, my invitation and encouragement is to look at what, what do you think about that area? What are your beliefs about that area? In general, what are your beliefs about yourself and relationship to that area in business? To understand what it is that's going on on that tape recorder mentally that you keep telling yourself because those thoughts then uh, are the beliefs become thoughts, which then become actions, and those actions then become your reality. And same thing in parenting. So, I mean, I am constantly catching myself saying, is this really the foundation I want to lay for my my son? You know, is what I'm saying something that's going to empower him, like the bad boy, good boy concept? So for us in our household, we don't, you know, talk about bad or good. We talk about you always have a choice. What what type of choice is that? What are the possible outcomes of that? What other options are available to you? You know, so for me, it's really caused me to be conscious about my dialogue with my son and the dialogue that I have in my head. And that doesn't mean that I don't slip up. It doesn't mean I have a bad day where, (laughs) you know, I've used some thoughts that created more frustration in the household, but it really holds me accountable to being present consistently with my thoughts, my beliefs, and then how that comes out in my conversation with with my son. So it, it has impacted every area of my life drastically since that initial aha. You know, 
I'm loving listening to this journey for you because I can see how this has to impact the work that you do with women and steering your pathway there. Because let's face it, you were talking earlier about figuring out your pricing and things. Women always undervalue ourselves. It's amazing. Men have zero problem asking for top dollar all the time. And women worry, oh, if I ask for too much, they're going to say no. Let right. them say no. Mm-hmm. You're worth it. You are worth it. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And if, I mean, really, if you look at generationally and you look back to how things, women were treated or viewed, a lot of that generationally has been carried down into our current culture. And we're at a time where women are really, I believe, stepping into owning their worth more and owning their voice and advocating for themselves. And for me, my my mom is an entrepreneur. She still actually is an international instructor of the type of work that I do. Um, And there's always just an opportunity for uncovering another layer or another depth to that which holds us back. Because as we continue to grow, we're then able to see the next layer that we can really transform or to to heal. And I I love, there's lots of science behind it, how I, and I'm forgetting the number, but I believe it's like five or seven generations worth of eggs that a woman carries in her body when she is very young. And so with the study of epigenetics, we're actually able to see how in utero we are more or less pre-programmed to enter into the world when it comes to things like fight or flight, our stress, our ability to remain grounded. And so, you know, how our ancestors, the women before us came into the world, we oftentimes are still carrying those same imprints, whether we realize it or not. So sometimes it's not even our own personal stuff that we're working through, but rather that of the generations that preceded us. And so we as women are in this very powerful time and opportunity to not only heal our own SHIT, if you will, but the stuff that came before us, which then greatly impacts the generations that come after us. And so one of the areas I'm so passionate about working with is fertility, pregnancy, and childbirth, because that is such a crucial, powerful time in a woman's life that impacts, again, that which preceded her and that which she is stepping into in the realm of motherhood and the children that she'll be raising. So I absolutely love talking about um, things that happen in a woman's life when she's trying to get pregnant that she herself is working through, but also stuff that her ancestors worked through because that may or may not be playing a role in her ability to, to conceive. And then that shows up oftentimes in how she steps into motherhood. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Please think of what Tashina was just saying. As we say thank you to our sponsors, we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. 
We all know a survivor. Some of our friends and family have made it through difficult times. Some of us don't make it. Losing a loved one to cancer, a car accident, or any other unfortunate event can be crippling and unavoidable. But one of the hardest subjects to talk about is suicide. Too often, our youth decide that leaving this place is easier than facing the struggle forced upon them every day. More than one in four children go through some form of bullying or another. Most of us survive with scars, but for some, the inner demons created cannot be recognized or treated in time to ensure they make it through. Bullying in every form is very much avoidable. It starts with me, and it starts with you. This is Kelly Carius from No Such Thing as a Bully, reminding you to do your part when you see bullying happen. If you don't know what that is, call 403-447-4404. Or go to no such thing as a bully.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag. So you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice. Because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Tashina King. What you just said is so remarkable to me because I don't think people realize how much they carry from the women who came before them. Mm -hmm. I was blessed to have really badass women in my life. That's awesome. You know, my grandfather was a gambler. My grandmother left him in the 50s with her two kids, went to Florida, worked three jobs, came home, back to New York, and opened up a nightclub. Oh and I'm swearing that Ellen, Helen Gurley Brown and all those women were doing shots with my grandmother. Because talk about a bra burner. Talk about a woman who just shook it up. I'm serious. Yeah. The same thing with my mom who, you know, and for you, with your mom, we say it all the time here on the show. When you come from an entrepreneurial family, being an entrepreneur, a mompreneur, a solopreneur, whatever, makes the most sense in the world. When you come from a family that has worked work, a job, blah, 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 and you are the one that's breaking that mold, very often your family and your friends are your least supportive people exactly because they don't have that mindset mm-hmm. of going out there and setting your own price asking for your worth not listening to the voices of other people who are saying oh you can't do that and and things like that and this is why what you are talking about the whole inner dialogue it is so important for women to understand this Because we do, we talk ourselves out of things that we truly want to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have enough time. Oh, I don't. Yes, you do. Or talk ourselves into staying stuck. (laughs) Oftentimes we talk ourselves into staying stuck into what has been rather than talking ourselves into another experience or possibility. What can someone do if they want to change that tape recorder? That's playing on repeat in their mind to see. So the biggest thing that I encourage my clients and other individuals that I work with is, A, you have to identify what's on the tape recorder. 
And one of the questions I get is, well, how do I identify what's on the tape recorder? And it's really pretty easy. Look at your life. What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? What's just okay? What do you really want to have happen? And that's really where you can start to identify the tape recordings that are consistent. So if you have, let's just say business, again, if you are struggling with the financial piece or the marketing piece, which includes being visible on social media, putting yourselves out there, taking risks in your business, you have to, I would A, write those out, like these are the areas, boom, 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 that I'm really struggling with in my business. Then for each bullet point or area that you struggle with, then expand that and ask yourself, what do I tell myself when I go to market or be visible, do a Instagram video? Uh, people aren't going to understand me. Um, I'm too scared to, to be seen. What if, what if I get rejected? What if people laugh? Okay. So write, write those things down and then uh, keep asking yourself the question and digging further to ultimately you get to what is the belief that is causing these actions to take place. Oftentimes, for a lot of women, there's an element of safety that comes into play. It's not safe to be seen. It's not safe to be attractive. And that's not necessarily like physical beauty attractive, but safe to put myself out there because of a ridicule that had taken place earlier in their life. Maybe something had happened with their mom or their grandmother that had taken place that brought about that belief that it's not safe. So each and every person, we all have our own stuff that we have experienced in our lives, but to identify what is the belief causing the action. Then once you've identified the belief, also known as the limiting belief, so those are the thoughts that detract you from stepping into your power, detract you from taking empowered action, then to identify what is the belief needed to create the desired outcome. So for me and my personal journey, that was, I'm worthy of amounting to a successful dancer. I'm good enough. I'm willing to take the risks needed. It's okay to not be perfect. So those were some of the things that were really at the core of my journey that created a lot of shift in my business and entrepreneurial uh, journey. So identify the limiting belief. Second step, what is the new empowering belief needed to create the desired outcome? And then three is to find a way that you personally resonate with, that you connect with, that will change that belief at a subconscious level. Because it's within the subconscious mind that we store our beliefs. So our subconscious mind is like a large computer, and it will house whatever is uploaded onto it. So those could be helpful things, helpful things like, Word, um, uh, Microsoft Word, QuickBooks, uh, your internet browser, all those things can be helpful. But your computer, your hard drive can also have things that are detrimental, like a computer virus. Those are things that are the limiting beliefs, like I can't, I'm not enough, I'll never be good enough. So your subconscious is the, the piece where you have to update and change the limiting belief to the empowering belief to create a new desired outcome. And there's many ways to do that. For me, the method that I connected the most with is something called Psyche, and that's the specific set of processes that I use with the clients I work with. And 
again, it's working at the subconscious level to change limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs. And there's actually really cool science with brain mapping that shows when an individual does this type of work, the new neural pathways that are created between the right and left hemispheres of the brain, which then creates what's called a whole-brained connection for the individual in relationship to the area of life that they're working on. So just in recap, A, identify the limiting beliefs that are causing the unwanted outcomes. Two, identify the new empowering beliefs. Oftentimes it's a set of beliefs that are needed to create a new desired outcome. And then three, find a way that you personally connect with and feel good about to change those beliefs at the subconscious level. So that's kind of the ABC route that I would encourage an individual to take, regardless of what area of life you're wanting to improve or empower or just have more expansion in. For you, Mm -hmm. why were you called to work with women? as a confidence in mind coach? Because I, I get it. It's just firsthand for me. I just, I felt like I understood what it was because I went through it myself to be a woman who struggled in her creative outlet, which for me was the same as my business. And when it came to the time where my husband and I were ready to have our first child I had my own concerns and doubts around conceiving, caring full term. For me, I really wanted a home birth. I didn't want to have a a hospital birth with my first son. And, you know, I had to look at some of my own fears and concerns, my own beliefs about what that process would look like. And so for me, I... I worked through that and I was able to have a really powerful, incredible home birth with my first son. And actually, Dory, since I sent you the information of my bio, I'm actually 37 weeks. So I could, I could go anytime. (laughs) So I've even between my first son and this, uh, my new baby, my second son coming in, there's been a few other things that I've had to work through in regards to home birth, a new birth team, you know, different location to support me in having a a home water birth with my second son, you know, about to happen, could happen any day. So for me, it was just my own experiences as a woman that I have navigated, worked through, and experienced where I felt like I could really connect to other women navigating the same or very similar aspects of life. And because of that resonance, that's what's really drawn me to work with women and their paths in their life. I think that is just so awesome. You know, I coached in the delivery room four times before I even had my own. Mm. So I had always wanted to do a home birth. My children's dad just thought I was out of my mind. So that wasn't going to happen. Uh-huh. But my finally, with my daughter, I was able to have a midwife. Oh, with my third, the practice that we were, our doctors took in a midwifery practice. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we want you to be one. It was just, it was so amazing because as I was going through her birth, they were, we should be filming you for Lamaze class because yeah. I believe in the breathing. I believe in the whole thing. Even to this day, when I get injured, Lamaze breathing is how I keep myself calm. My son had gotten kidney stones and I'm breathing through your nose, out through your mouth. And he looks at me, he's like, mom, do you realize where this pain is? And I'm like, Dan, do you realize why I had a Lamaze breathe? 
<laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, point taken. And he starts breathing. And after it was through, he said, you know, it really mattered. And again, that breathing, it just Man. connects you. Mm-hmm. It really does. It connects you. So I applaud that you're doing a home birth. I think it's fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. It's, to me, it's less traumatic to the baby and everything else. And, and let's face it, it, they're such great professionals. If anything were to happen, you have professionals there. Yep. So as we are wrapping all of this <laughs> up to Sheena, I'm serious. I want you back on the show. Oh, I'd love to. What? Would you like to leave our listeners with and how may they reach out to you? The thing I want people to know the most in their heart is no matter what area of life that is challenging, frustrating, you don't like, it's traumatic, you can't seem to get past it, is to know that you really are powerful enough. You really do have the capabilities within you, each and every single woman, each and every single person, to change the direction of your life. And you have the ability to change that inner dialogue that's creating those unwanted experiences. And I know oftentimes it can seem daunting and overwhelming and you don't know how. And I'll just share what my dad said. The answer to how is yes. So if you say yes to yourself and you say yes to committing to healing your path or to stepping into your power, whatever it is that you're wanting to create, you're not a victim. You don't have to stay stuck in what has been, and you are truly able and in a position to co-create a new reality for yourself, and you just have to commit and then do the work. It's about showing up, having your own back, and knowing that you're worth that inner work to have the life that you really do want for you, your family, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. So I just encourage each woman to connect with that inner power and to act on it. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, my website is empoweredtogreatness.com and it's the number two. Primarily on Instagram, but I'm also on LinkedIn. So my Instagram handle is at transform with Tashina. And then also, like I had shared just briefly a little while ago, perfectionism was something that I really struggled with in my dance career. It's something I continuously still work through layers of as a mom. And so as something that I've worked through and continue to work through, I would love to offer my Break to Perfectionist Mindset Kit to anyone who is also feeling like they struggle with that aspect in life. And so that link will be, I know, on the, the show notes, but that's empowered to greatness slash perfectionist kit. So I'd love to offer that to anyone that feels called to explore that realm of their life as well. You know how I feel about that. Perfection is a low goal. (laughs) (laughs) I've always said that. So Tashina, I just want to thank you for sharing your journey with us. I love your story and I love what you are doing. And again, changing that inner dialogue that we have with ourselves is that first step. Mm-hmm. It really is. So go back and when you forget how to do it, download this episode so you can play it back again. And I encourage you to reach out to Tashina because there's a lot to be shared here. So again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And for all of you tuning in, Thanks for being with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure.